This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And greetings to you, my kings and queens, princesses and prince. And we're still dealing with our Fruit of the Spirit series. We're on the eighth fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. As we look at self-control on this particular day, which is July the 27th, 2021, I just want everyone to just think about the topic, the words I speak, the words that I speak. The scripture that I'm using for the uh, focus for this morning reflection starts with the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63, and it reads, the word, this is Jesus speaking, the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit, and they are life. And then also, let's look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 29 and verse 30. And it reads, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal my words from each other. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Now, as far as the reflection for today, let us listen carefully and see, hear what God is telling us. Jesus is telling us that a plan is already in place for us. We must speak his words. We must speak his scriptures as it's our bridge over our muddy waters. God's word has power beyond anything we can ever imagine or attempt to speak. We're just hot air as far as our words are concerned. In other words, only the true word of God has any power. And God opposes men who simply quote each other and attribute it to him. Because the Bible says so when questioned on certain issues or challenges to defend reasoning, you see, it's not just any knowledge that will result in experiencing God's power only the knowledge of his word can lead a person to the true knowledge of him and consequently his power. Generally or specifically speaking, knowledge just won't do it. Knowledge of various religions won't get you there. Studies about God or Christianity or theology can't provide experience of God. Studies won't build our relationship with our family, so the same goes towards the triune God. So with that in mind, let's look at some things that the powers of God, what it will give us if we develop a relationship with God and speaking his word. First of all, God's power is revealed and expressed 
in his word. We must understand that. Jeremiah, if we look at him, he was a prophet who warned the people of Judah for many years concerning their eventual destruction because of adultery and sin. He was ignored by the people, and in order to negate his preaching, many other self-appointed prophets preached that all was peace and prosperity. Jeremiah's response to these false prophets is found in the 23rd book of, of Jeremiah, where he says, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Therefore, behold, that means, now look, man, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal my words from each other. In other words, only the true word of God has any power, and God opposes men who simply quote each other and attribute it to him. History tells us that Jeremiah's prophecies were indeed true. And like the fire and the hammer that crushes the rock, the Babylonian army marched in and destroyed Jerusalem, exactly as God's word had predicted. Now this story does illustrate why I am not afraid or ashamed to say because the Bible says so. Because the Bible did say so. You see, it's not just any knowledge that will result in experiencing God's power. Only the knowledge of his word can lead a person to the true knowledge of him and consequently his power. So let's look at number one. One of the things, God's word gives us power to, and it reveals. We can see that in G Genesis chapter 1 and 2. The word of God has the power to reveal to us certain things that we cannot know in any other way. For example, how and when the world was created. The reason man is the way he is, which is sin. The true nature of God. What happens to us after we die? Human beings could study and speculate on these things for thousands of years to come, but they all have their theories because no one really knows. God's word, on the other hand, gives us an eyewitness, truthful and detailed account of things about God and human experience that we could never ever know elsewise. Number two, God's word allows us to see power to refute. We can see that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. God's word is a standard against which all philosophies, all ideas, and proposed solutions for the human condition can be measured for accuracy. If God's word approves it, we can run with it. If the word rejects it, nothing we can do will make it work, make it acceptable, or make it right. And then also we have God's word is power to reproduce. 
we can go to Luke chapter 8, verse 11 on that. Jesus said that the word of God was like a seed. The analogy was that the word had the power to grow or cause growth to happen. The word planted in an honest and obedient heart can produce physical acts which can be seen and felt. God's word planted in human hearts generations after generations has produced Christians and the New Testament church century after century. The only way Christianity has survived for over 2,000 years is because of the reproductive powers contained in the word. The only actual thing we hand down from generation to generation is God's power contained in the Bible. People die and buildings fall apart, but his word unfailingly produces the same thing every century. And Christians who want to establish the church. And then God's word is the power to redirect. We can go to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 25 for that. Peter says, For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your souls. That is, for every complete life change, every turnaround that I read or hear about has one thing in common, one element in common, and that is God's word. And then we have number five, the power to revive. Psalms 138 verse 7 tells us, In the midst of trouble, you will revive me. The word of God is able to bring comfort and hope as well as strength and encouragement to those who are in sorrow and are suffering. We could not count how many times or how many people have read Psalms 23. That is a very favorite among people. The Lord is my shepherd. And you know how it goes with that in times of trouble. And I have been comforted by David's inspired words as well. And his words were written almost 3,000 years ago, but it has meaning for this generation even today. Whatever faith, whatever faithfulness, faithfulness and a person has, I've learned from experience that when they are at the point of death, the family expects and needs to hear the words of encouragement that comes from God's word. Then we can look at the power to reward. That's Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. The scripture tells us, For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. The Bible tells us that the creation and our conscience are two different ways we can use to find God. We can go to Romans chapter 1 verses 19 and 20. And yes, we can discern that an intelligent and a powerful being designed and created his, this universe and our conscience helps us to understand that this God, creator of humans, is a moral God, one who is pure and good. 
There is, however, no comfort or joy in just knowing God only in this simple way. It's simply a way, a way we understand to make him fit into our particular way of thinking. God's word is not confined to a box. The word, however, reveals that God is what God has desires for, what God is preparing, and for us to believe and to obey him. And then there's the power to get us ready. Luke chapter 12 verse 40 tells us about this. Jesus said in Luke 12 verse 40, You too be ready, for the Son of Man is coming. And the Bible says that we will meet God in one way or another. Either we die before he comes and face him in judgment, or Jesus returns and we all face judgment. Either way, we must be ready. Ignorance or disbelief will not exempt us from that particular judgment. And the word of God is the only source of information that can help us prepare us for the sure events of our lives. So we must remember to always read God's word as a basic connection that begins with the power to flow um, and be able to um, understand God more and be able to deal with our salvation on a daily day basis. We must also respond to the word in obedience. And there's a danger in thinking that if we read the Bible, we have done God's will. Absolutely 100% grade A no. We read the Bible in order to know God's will. And then also, and when we're reading the word, when we're building relationship, we're also able to be able to spread the word to other people. Obeying the word brings power to our life, and sharing it multiplies that power. And in summary, I think that most people would conclude that this lesson that I've given today is mostly informational. Contrary to that, it's not. It's, a, it's about how we can get close to God and be able to understand and build a relationship with Him. And finally, is may we take this word today, apply it to our life, speak God's word over our family, our friends, and our own life. And we can put God's love into action every day by speaking this word over others, especially over our family. And we can always use scriptures such as Colossians 3, verse 13 and 14. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all the virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. May we um, look at Psalms 13, verse 3. No, I'm sorry, Psalms 133, verse 1. How good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity. And may we look at Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then let us also look at Psalms 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good 
and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So this is something that we can use on this day. I hope it's been a blessing for you. And love yourself, love others, forgive yourself, and forgive others. Selah.